This Table Talk is made possible by Mental Health Matters, a newsletter from TheMighty.com. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by... I'm Sky. I'm Camera. I'm Jess. And today, we are talking about planners. Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? Are they kind of meh for you? First thing out the gate, National Planner Day was 8-1, and this episode's releasing on 8-16. So yeah, we're late. Yeah, planner may have helped with that. We sure didn't plan for it. But that being said, we did want to talk about it and how we feel about planners. So we actually asked our community that question, and I would love for all of us to answer that question now, too. So here are the things you can pick from. I truly can't live without one. It's a new routine I'm trying out. I always have the best of intentions, but I'm not consistent. Planners and I don't get along, and I've never wanted to use one, honestly. Let's start with you, Sky. Yes, I need a planner for everything. I love them. Been using them since third grade. What about you, Camera? I always have the best of intentions. Things get lost around the road, I feel like. Yeah, you, you get into the groove of one, and then you miss one day, and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't need it to begin with. What am I doing? I'll figure out a different way. And you, Jess. This is the planner that's going to change my life, but my best intentions do not do not really get anywhere. So definitely an overwhelming majority here, and I'm in that camp too, if I always have the best of intentions, but I am not consistent. The community had similar feelings. One response was, I really like them. I start out feeling so good at the beginning, but I forget about them, and then I feel like I failed. I know I experienced that feeling a lot. What about you all? The failure, like, I feel really relatable to that guilt and, like, failure if you don't keep up with it or if you feel like, oh, I couldn't make it work or I, I was doing so well or this this was supposed to be. Like, we all say the planner that was going to change my life and get me on track and then you feel like there's something wrong with you of, like, why... But why can't I make it work? What is it I'm doing wrong? What did I buy the wrong planner? Did I just not like use it the right way? Is there an instruction video I was supposed to watch to do it the fun, cool, different colored pencil way? Would that have worked? Yeah, that, that's my little two cents there. I was going to say, t I feel like TikTok and like Reels really give you like this. This is what the perfect planner should look like feel. And so, yeah, it's hard like... It's hard to not compare, but you know, yeah. Yeah, I did that. Uh, tried to be very Instagram, like bullet journal slash made my own planner once. It was a lot to keep up with. I mean, each month I had to, I drew a new thing and it was a fun, creative exercise, but also it was just so much work. So now I've gone back to like all the pre-made planners, but yeah, it takes me a long time to decide what will be the perfect planner. I feel like for me, it's less feeling like failed and more just that frustration and overwhelm and that kind of negative self-talk of like, oh, here's another one. Here I go again. But it doesn't quite have the like feeling of failure to it for me. Just the overwhelm. That makes sense. I feel like there was a couple things that you all said here that really resonated with this next quote, which is, I get so excited and invested in a new planner for the first week tops, but then find, as you said, it's too much work. Just tried a virtual planner on my tablet and thought, this will be different. This will change my life, like you just said, camera. Nope. So I'm sticking with Google Calendar with reminders and random scraps of paper I'll lose for now. Thanks, ADHD. I feel that too. I feel like I used a planner very consistently until the pandemic started. And then I went, well, 
I don't, I'm not going anywhere. Like I don't have to plan my life the same way. And then it just never kind of came back because it has been too much work. Yeah. I, oh wow. That, yeah, I bought a 2020 planner and I was like, this is great. Like I can't wait to, you know, go back to work and do all this. And then my health was like, ha, go back to work. No. And then the pandemic happened. But so then I was like, okay, maybe I'll just use this to record my thoughts and feelings. And so I find I use planners as part calendar and schedule, but also part, part really like the true intention of a bullet journal, which is just like that rapid logging of my thoughts and feelings. And I feel like planners kind of, they serve as a fun, like scrapbook in a way. But yeah, trying to not just make it like an anxiety provoking thing. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like taking away that pressure of like, oh, we have to like do the planner perfectly every day or we we need it to succeed. I feel like that can be this thing of like you get the new planner. You think like I see I see everyone who's used this, like how it's supposed to be. But everyone's different, especially like with ADHD. Like sometimes you need a little bit of like the planner, the scraps of paper, and you need to see it visually in front of you and not in necessarily the closed planner. Maybe you have to run to the meeting so you're not able to write in your planner what the things were to do today or you didn't do it last night because you fell asleep. Keeping that balance of like, oh, it's okay to have a planner, but also when you buy the the 2020 planner or the 2021 planner or whatever i've learned dates on a planner that's that's just a i don't think my brain can do it because i just need to know there's a new day ahead that i could restart the planner and not have to like well there we go from that month can't use those pages anymore unless i want to journal my thoughts and hope that they were for that month and remember that i'm laughing to myself right now i have those yellow legal tablets you know what i'm talking about the yellow legal paper in my Amazon cart right now because I have decided this week (laughs) that that's the thing that I need right now because I need that visual in front of like the tangible visual thing in front of me. That's what I need this week. That is what my brain has decided. So yeah, sometimes the camera was saying that sometimes I need that that visual in front of me, but I need it to not be as structured as this planner that, you know, I have all these good intentions for and feels like a lot of pressure. So something y'all touched on, which I think our community touched on a lot as well when they had answered this question, was that most people are using like several things as a planner at once or, you know, jumping around based on their need. So I guess my question is, if you are using a planner, are you just using one or are you using several things because maybe one doesn't offer the same features? Like what what features are you looking in a planner to try and find that like ideal fit for what you're trying to use it for. It wasn't until I started working here and everything was completely remote that I started relying more on Google Calendar and like having that app and online thing. I still write all the same meetings and appointments in my planner. I found that I really like a two-page horizontal spread per week, need all seven days to have blocks. I also like having a notes page at the end of each month That way I can actually do, like I do symptom tracking, I do budgeting stuff, habit tracking slash symptom tracking. And I I do find that's helpful, especially like if I'm keeping track of the amount of migraine attacks I have per month, like that's been a game changer tracking that. Depends on the size of the planner, but like I do like to have a to-do list, except now, kind of like Jess said, I lately my brain needs thing right in front of me, a tangible thing. So I have a little index card that is absolutely messy. But it's working. I feel like I am thinking back on my history of planner use here. 
And I feel like where planners really got kind of out of control for me was when bullet journaling really took off. Super highly curated feeds of what bullet journaling was supposed to be and all the things you could do in it. Because previously, like when I was in college, when I was in high school, when I was just in my younger 20s, I used just a standard planner that I put events on because I wasn't using Google Calendar the way I am now. And everything else just went on a to-do list. And that did work for me for like two decades. And then bullet journaling was everywhere. And suddenly you could do everything in one place if you just drew it out the right way. And and I think I went down that so far for a while that even when I realized it wasn't working for me, I kept trying to force that kind of concept into other planners. And so I want the schedule and the symptoms and the to-do lists and the, the mood tracking and the symptom tracking, like everything all in one thing. And that just isn't possible for me like as sky as you were talking you're like oh i like having that page at the the notes page at the back of the month and i'm like but how do you remember it's there how do you remember to use it (laughs) because i don't so that's um surrealization as we're talking i feel that i feel like when you have to do just one thing or if it's like one thing where it's like this is what's going to solve all of your problems if you just do it perfectly it just doesn't work for everyone especially if you're just like if it's not working for you it's okay that's okay. It doesn't have to. Like what I have now is I have this one planner that it does not have dates on it. It doesn't have the calendar. It's just like a bunch of to-dos. Like it tells me like breakfast, lunch, dinner, to-do, all the to-dos. You can just write them all out and it's like top priority, like must get done today. And I use that honestly on and off. Sometimes I do and I feel really productive when I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just kind of have notes on the side of my desk of like post-it notes of what I need to be doing calendar i do that as well i feel like it is i have to trick my brain into being productive and that means creating new different ways and multiple different reminders so that i don't get distracted because one way is just not going to always work perfectly and that's okay it's kind of like a game you can make it fun it's like okay what's going to be the way it's going to work for me today sometimes it's even just putting a note in notion for yourself just taking it one step at a time and figuring out what is going to work for me and it might be something different each day and that's okay I really liked what you touched on was that kind of all or nothing thinking that we can find ourselves trapped in like the, oh, well, if it doesn't look neat and beautiful, I'm not going to bother. And I have fallen into that trap a lot where I'm like, I can only use this type of pen in here. I have to obey the planner. I used to have this motto that was like, if it's in the planner, it's going to get done. I once, this was many years ago, I once scheduled in breaking up with my partner at the time. And because it was in the, well, I, it was a long time coming, but because it was in the planner, I had to do it that day, that night. And I was like, okay, it's done. Checked it off the list. Like I used to be, I don't want to say anal about it, but very, very like I need some semblance of control in the chaos. And that gave me a sense of control. I'm much more lax now, but yeah, I'm having difficulty finding that motivation. Like I can write down all the tasks I want in my planner, but it can be so overwhelming to see that list and I find I'm not following through on things as much as I once did. Tracks a lot. And I think too, like we got a little group here of folks with ADHD and we got a lot of people in the community had ADHD and they were responding to this prompt. So I feel like that probably plays a really big role into like our adoption of not only one planner, but like the reason that we are so ready and willing to jump on to the next thing and try the next thing or try this in addition to because we just kind of have to trick our brains 
But I do want to just uh, swap into ideas for planners or things that you like to use or things that you would like to try. For me, it's definitely a combination of Notion because it just I can customize and change it up as often as I'd like which means I'm never losing the information and never like redoing it. And I also use like my calendar app, but then it's like if I'm doing stuff around the house, that's physical things because then I see it in my house. So some other suggestions from the community were like a notes app on your phone, a bullet. We talked about bullet journals and calendars apps. Someone talked about sticky notes and writing on their hands and arms when they're in a, in a pinch, a whiteboard. What recommendations do you have or what do you like to use? Back in college, again, I once again was like super mean to myself and I would like write these notes and stick them above my desk in addition to my planner. But I'd write notes like, do this thing, you so-and-so. And it was really mean. And yeah, I did stuff, but like it was not as self-compassionate as I needed to be. So that's honestly my biggest advice. It's not necessarily like, hey, use this planner, use whatever. It's more take it easy on yourself. And if something doesn't work for you, that's okay. Instagram lies to you. You don't have to do these giant spreads and everything. If you like stickers, use a sticker. If you don't, eh, who cares? What I've learned that works is having a different place to have all of your tasks versus like the things that have to get done. Because like you were saying, Sky, the overwhelming of seeing every single task in the to-do list. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't do all of that. In hindsight, like I used to hear something like, there's like three core things you're likely to get done in a day. Like three, not obviously you'll do more than three things, but three big things and then kind of work off of that. I try to have like a place where all of my to-dos are usually like in Notion for work, like all of that. And sometimes at the end of the day, I'll write down what I did more so than even keeping track of what I need to, like I'll have a place where I, there's stuff that I need to do and to check on, but kind of writing out what you did at the end of the day to see and check in with yourself. of like, oh, I did that. I did that. What did I miss? that is on the bigger list, but don't keep everything in front of you. That can be overwhelming for me anyway. I do need to see stuff. Obviously, I need to see stuff, but sometimes I need to hide everything from myself so that I can just focus on one thing at a time to get done. Yeah, I think that's a really great advice, Camera. I'm similar. I And I think I referenced this on a previous Stable Talk at one point had told my therapist that there were over 100 items on my like daily to-do list. And my therapist was like, you can't do that. That's not doable. And I was like, but these are all the things that I like actually do need to get done in a day. I do have ADHD <laughs> and some other stuff. And so like maybe I forget breakfast or lunch if it's not on my to-do list. And by maybe, I mean, I definitely will. And I might forget to take my meds and I definitely will. So like things like that, that are part of my to-do lists that aren't necessarily something that you would find on, you know, everyone else's to-do list. It's not a task. It's more of a reminder. So I've got that kind of split up now. So my, my big thing, like the thing that really runs my life is an app called Todoist. T-O-D-O-I-S-T. They have filters and projects and all sorts of stuff. And I love it. It's very customizable. Not quite as project focused, maybe as something like Notion. So it's not quite as like comprehensive as that. But I have been using it on a daily basis now for like three years. So something about it is working. I just keep thinking I need to add a planner when I don't. <laughs> so I have that. But then I also have like a whiteboard, not a whiteboard, like one of those sticky whiteboard things on the fridge that has like household stuff that needs to get done. I don't need that in my app on my phone, but I use the one on the fridge more like what you were saying, camera about like I go through at the end of the day, did I do these things that I know I needed to do for the household? If I'm in that includes like my meds, like it's like that baseline stuff. Like, did I do these things I know I need to do? 
and I can just check it off at the end of the day and see where I got. And that's been a lot more helpful than having everything all in one place. Yeah. And I think this really boils down to everyone needs something different alongside the things that they want to try and track because everyone wants to track different things. Some people want to track nothing (laughs) or some people want to be like Jess and like, I need my routine in it. But I think knowing that, I think it's just important to say like, no, you are not a failure if one of these systems does not work for you because they aren't made for everyone and they aren't made potentially for your specific needs. That being said, while we probably should have planned to keep this episode shorter, we do have to wrap. If you want more conversations like this, subscribe to Mental Health Matters by going to bit.ly slash mhinbox. That's bit.ly slash mhinbox. We'll see you in your inbox. Bye, all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>